Hi, welcome to the Selling Smarter Podcast. I'm Greg Moran, Chief Revenue Officer at Conquer, and this is presented by Conquer.io. It's a podcast where we really talk about um, you know, best practices and really how to how to build a highly effective, highly efficient, and really scalable and predictive sales organization. And, and that really starts at the top of the funnel. And uh, my guest today is uh, certainly an expert in that area. Peter Dean is a founder and CEO of Render Tribe. I'll let Peter talk to you all about Render Tribe, but we're going to be talking today about account-based marketing, what Peter calls account-based experience and aligning your sales and marketing team. So Peter, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah. So I'll first tell you about Render Tribe. We're a consulting company that supports primarily SaaS software companies, a couple of different stages, but mostly at growth stage, either venture-backed or private equity-backed. And we help them with go-to-market strategy, that affects everything from marketing, kind of sales strategy. We help with that as well with an account-based approach, right? So some sales organizations, it's new to them. So kind of bringing them into the fold. And then all RevOps support, all the technology supports it to measure kind of results, which is very difficult today, but uh, very doable. So when we talk about account-based marketing, one of the things I think that, you know, I hear all the time is, is, kind of the a confusion around traditional demand generation or, or traditional lead gen, yeah. right? And, you know, I was having a conversation recently with somebody, we were talking about account-based marketing and said, well, you know, is that, you know, we do account-based marketing because we send emails to a list, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, t- can you talk about the differences yeah. between, you know, how does it, how does account-based marketing really differ than traditional lead gen? Yeah. So the first thing, the first misnomer with account-based marketing is that it's a tactic that you're adding. Account-based marketing is really a strategy. And it's a strategic approach that you're looking for best fit accounts, very specific accounts that would fit your product or service offering. And then putting a strategy together with a sales team at the same time, moving as one unit, not two, like in lead gen, you know, marketing's main goal is to generate a lead and sales main goal is to work on those, but they're also doing outbound on their own because it's not relying 100%, not all organizations rely 100% on the leads that are coming in. It's much harder today because there's a lot less leads coming in than in the past. That's a whole nother podcast. But so in a B2B market, you really want to kind of be in an, take an intentional approach to the companies you're targeting. And that's really what it is. It's like aligning with sales saying, these are the accounts that we have the best chance at closing. We're working together and the marketing tactics are really designed to go after those specific accounts and not just trying to get any company that responds and then working those through. That's the, the, the biggest difference. So it, it sounds like, I mean, one of the big differences is going to be the way you measure this, right? Because, yep. you know, in traditional demand gen or traditional lead gen, you're really, you're counting inbound leads, right? Yeah. It sounds like what you're saying is that's not really the case with ABM. You're going to measure it differently and the impact that it's having Correct. on your pipeline, you're going to measure yeah. differently. Yeah. So when we think about account-based marketing measurement, we think in signal, right? And so a lead is a signal, like someone fills out a form, downloads something, maybe ask for a demo, ask for pricing, whatever that is, that is a signal. But other signals could be activity on, on your website from that company, right? And with a lot of people, one of the, like our biggest audience today in like buyer today is a millennial, right? And millennials are less apt to, download things or fill out forms or because they know they're getting subjected to a salesperson. Gartner did a study and they found like 2.2 or 2.1 times less trustful of a salesperson. So they don't like downloading things. So that's where I was kind of alluding before. 
lead gen's changing because the buyer's changing, right? And they they don't like downloading things. Plus, there's a lot of stuff out there that you know you you that's ungated. So, and if your competitor has the same kind of knowledge base that and information ungated, you know that buyer's probably gonna download that piece of content and not yours. So there's technology we can use today to understand that a particular company is active on your site and that's a signal as well as a lead to signal. And then there's other signal that we could talk about like third-party signals that kind of tell you someone's in market for things. Sales reps should spend the day doing what they do best, selling. But most days are spent switching back and forth between Salesforce, SEPs, calls, emails, texts, notes, and more. Then doubling back to manually log it all. And without a guide, you have to make up every step as you go, hoping you pick the right message at the right time to lead prospects toward a sale. Isn't it time to make selling smarter? When your days start with Conquer, you can access all your communications, including enterprise-grade voice, in a single pane of glass inside Salesforce. So you can call, text, email, message, and connect with customers without switching between applications. Conquer's step-by-step smart cadences and real-time battle cards eliminate the guesswork, so you always know what to do or say next. And since Conquer records every activity across every channel automatically, no one has to manually log data, and everyone can see exactly which steps lead to revenue. So, ready to make selling smarter with Conquer? Get your demo at conquer.io slash talk to sales. Walk through an example of like a, you know, a successful campaign, how it was, yeah. an ABM campaign, how it was launched and, and how somebody measured that signal, right? To, yeah, so- To try I to get can... to really what, you know, I think what any kind of sales leader wants, right? What is that yeah. impact on the pipeline? Yeah, absolutely. So we're kind of looking for marketing influenced outcomes. One way you can do that is that we we do often, depending on what technology stack we have access to, because there's different technologies that give you access to different information and some are better than others, but some cost more than others. So if your budget doesn't align to that, we use different technology. So one technique that we often use is we have a holdout group. So, um, we'll put a certain number of the accounts in, like we usually have a holdout group of 25% or less. I do have an example I'll share with you guys. That was a holdout group of 50% on these accounts we were targeting in a particular quarter. And some of them we ran through an ABM campaign where they're seeing LinkedIn ads. They were seeing programmatic ABM display, which is basically our ability to target that company and those personas with messages, display ads, drive them to a site that's not really asking you to download anything, but interact, there's video, there's content there about the solution, trying to kind of warm up for the outbound tactic that the sales team is going after the same group. We saw a really significant increase in our conversion to discovery call from the ones that we had in the campaign versus the ones we did not have in the campaign. And so that was our way of kind of proving that this is having an impact. And then we also saw a significant increase in a conversion. We we continue to kind of work. So the, in, in ABM, there's like three main tactics. There's Activate, accelerate, and expand, right? And they kind of speak for themselves. Activate is getting net new logos in, in converted and in, in, in pipe, or we're trying to get them to an SQL, basically. Mm-hmm. Once they're at SQL and we have an opportunity, we're trying to move them through to close one. And so there's different content, video, and tactics that we want to get in front of those people to kind of help them move along. 
And so we kind of move into that mode and we have a plan for that, right? And then expand is after their customer. We want, you know, maybe we have a beachhead in there. We only have one division or one, or we have more product to sell to them, or we're looking for renewals. We can run campaigns to support that as well against those known targets, right? Yeah. So is the, is, is the way to think about it then traditional lead gen would support inbound, right? And really ABM is more designed, it's, it's best use is really going to be to support outbound. Is that yeah, I mean, the right way to think about it? It is. I've seen like sometimes, like most of our work is B2, it's not B2 SMB, it's B2 enterprise, right? It's B2B right. B enterprise. So yes, there's really usually a very limited amount of explicit demand in the marketplace for what you're doing. Let's say you sell to Fortune 1000 companies. That's a finite number of target customers, right? Right. Even if you're selling in a bigger market where you're selling to maybe companies with employees over 500, you know, or something like that, that's still a finite market. Your TAM is a lot bigger. You you can get leads in it. I mean, you can, it doesn't like an outbound phone call could activate someone filling something out on the website, Right. They're right. kind of ignoring the salesperson and they kind of go through their own buyer's journey on your site and eventually to activate themselves. The idea is that all those things work together. And at the end, we don't care how they came in, whether they responded to outbound or they did fill something out, but primarily they're responding to outbound is, is generally what, what we see in, in the business that we do. Yeah. Got you. So you, you just hit on kind of, you know, a, a, a term, you know, when you just, you mentioned buyer's journey, right? And I know yes. you, you've you done a lot of writing, you've done a lot of other podcasts and things like that on this concept of account-based experience is kind of the next iteration yep. of account-based marketing. What's account-based experience? Love to, you know, love to hear yeah, more so about that and what the difference that's is. That's a really cool, like, I I don't like that they call it account-based marketing because it, it makes it feel like it's an, a marketing tactic, right? And so the first hurdle that we have to get over is, it's a go-to market tactic, right? It's sales and marketing working together and just trying to activate into pipeline new deals and to close one, right? How do we close deals? But it extends beyond that. And so experience really is like, are we building the product for a very unique group of people? How are we aligning that? Once they're a customer, what is the, what is the like experience we're creating for that customer that's unique based on who they are? Right. So let's say we're, you know, we sell to two segments, right? We sell to restaurant and retail or restaurant and airlines or like their different needs, right? And they, the way they use our product may be very different. And so how are we extending this through? Because when you think about renewals and engagement and happy customers and reducing churn, how are we thinking about this in everything we do? So it's like a company-wide yeah. strategy. And the most healthy meetings I've been in is when the VP of products there and they're saying, Hey, I need to know about this persona. I need to make sure we're, we're like making this a good experience. This environment is good for the construction customers we have. And what is that like? And then that is when, you know, you have more of an account-based experience approach. It's when it's like fully strategic, not just go to market. Right. Yeah. The first so, people, you know, it's like, it's not just marketing. It's not just sales and marketing. It's our company approach to this business and how are we supporting them? Yeah. So, really so much cool. of this, I mean, it's so much, this really comes down to the way you target, right? Like you see yeah. this all the time. I think, especially in, you know, less mature 
sales organizations, less mature companies where they're they're out there. I mean, they think that they're they think that they're targeted. They think that they've got a fairly narrow focus, but they've got 15 verticals they're selling to across seven different, you know, yeah. large geographies. And and really, it sounds like the more that you can really target that, that's where you're going to have that impact. That's where this, you know, account account based experience yeah. approach is really going to flow through your product. I, it's going to flow through everything that the company does. To I've serve, seen server specific yeah. need. On that point, I've seen. Um, well, there's a couple things like you're, so you're a little earlier stage company. You kind of have to find your way. What yeah. is the, I mean, there's a reason you built this. That's usually where you start. Like yeah. we built it for this because of this problem. Well, why? And who did you, like, what was your experience that made you do that? And that's usually where you start, right? Like yeah. What companies spurred you to kind of come up with this new innovation, whatever that is. That's number one. Number two is you got to go into your data and find out more information about your current customers. Now, I have talked to some of my counterparts at other companies. There's a particular company that I know, the CMO, and they have a, a defined list of X number. I forget the number, but they have a very specific number of companies they will sell to. Yeah. Everyone else that's not on that list, they decided we're not doing anything. That is yeah. not our customer. Now that's split into like A, B, and C. The A's are the ones that are the highest priority for them because the highest probability of them to add value. The B's are other ones that they think are, but for whatever reason, they're not like fully active against them. And then the C's are ones that fit the profile. They think they could sell to them, aren't actively chasing them at all. Like the B's, they chase somewhat. But if they activate themselves, they'll, they'll bring them in. Anyone else, they said, we just do not sell to them at all. Yeah. Yeah. They made that decision. So that's that's kind of the extreme. But if you start thinking along those lines, you're being intentional. When you're being intentional, especially with the noise out there today in market, like the number of emails people get, whether it's outbound sales, marketing, you name it, LinkedIn, it's every channel is jammed full of content. Everyone's yep. doing content. There's when you're intentional, you're more relevant, right? So the more relevant you are to that particular audience, whether you're doing one to few like approach where you're saying this group of this segment of people have this certain problem and we're going to kind of address that um, in everything we do, marketing and sales together and then one-to-one, -one, right? So one-to-one is another way to do it. So a lot of that comes down to personalization, correct? Correct. Yes. So, you know, if you're, a, if you're talking to a CMO or a CRO, yeah. Personalization is kind of a, you know, it's a word that people hear all the time, but how, how do you really yeah. bring personalization, you know, when you're going into approach a target account, like how, how do you, how do you scale personalization, right? I think is. The... Yeah. So like, I can just give you our example. So we learned when we started targeting our customers, like just really building our outbound up and right now our outbound is about half of our revenue. So we we kind of practice what we preach. This is your um, revenue internally at RenderTrap. This is like yes, how you guys share it. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. other half was what we had gotten for years, referrals and, you know, private equity firms we work with or venture firms that were like, hey, here's a company. We'd love you to help them out or, you know, other, you know, whatever it was. So we learned. So because of what we do, we, it made sense, right? You can go into Crunchbase. You can find out who just got funded. Who just got purchased in private equity is harder to find, but you can find it. Usually at that point, there's some change. They, they need to make a change. They're looking at making changes to kind of either accelerate their growth or address issues in their growth. Good timing for us to show up. In the beginning, 
we targeted every B2B SaaS company in Crunchbase or these other sources that fit that profile. And what we didn't realize is that we spent a lot of time on discovery calls with companies that weren't going to buy from us because they had a built-up marketing team. So what we learned, our secret, which I'm sharing, this is not really a secret, we just figured it out, is that if they have less than four marketing employees in the organization, they're less apt to have a fully engaged strategy. It's a smaller team, less you know, resources were put there. That's a good time for someone outside to help them, right? Yeah. When we figured that out, our conversion for outbound, including kind of our activity in our marketing, went way up. Like we yeah. went from like our, you know, contact rate was like less than 1%. And it, and, and also we were wasting time with people that weren't ready to buy. So personalization um, really came down to understanding really the unique buying signals or the, or it's actually probably not even buying signals, right? It's probably the unique yeah. attributes of make of the more so, intangibles that make somebody, yeah. uh, that make somebody a strong buyer for you. Right. So, and so we put you, that together in a, in a message like, Oh, I see that, you know, you, you have, there's only two of you. How challenging that is that, you know, like, cause that's hard. Right. And you know, that you just raised money and you talked about raising money for growth. Maybe we can help you because we've done it before. Right. So and it's so, the, it's the relevancy specific. of the of the message, right? I mean, that, at Conquer, that's like we talk about that all the time, right? I mean, yes. with our Cadence product is, you know, being relevant to what you're saying and then being able to, you know, continue yeah. to reinforce that message over a long period of time in a consistent way with, you know, with with the sales enable with the on the sales enablement side. But it's really about like that stuff only works only has a very limited impact if you're not targeted in what you're saying and, and being relevant to that audience. Yeah, so. and so that personalization we scale by, it does take more time than maybe just blasting out emails, right? We right. look at the funding, who's on the team, we can tell how many employees they have, what they do, and then have something in like two sentences that say, hey, you know, this. I see this is your situation, you know, and I, I think we can help. We've helped other companies like that. And most of those people in that situation have the pain that we know what the pain is because we've dealt right. with them. And then we can identify it and and they're like, oh yeah. So our our contacted rate to positive contact for outbound is like north of five percent. So the really real and so I think the the really kind of relevant tip there, right? If you're a your CMO, your CRO inside of a, you know, in, inside of an organization is going beyond that superficial level of targeting, right? Like yeah, going beyond absolutely. the, hey, we 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 sell to these three industries, right? But yeah. it's really getting down to that. To the other attributes that are really going to make a difference in your case, yeah. it's you know, who recently got funding or, you know, it's yeah. it's really being able to get down below that kind of level that most companies stop targeting with, which is sort of the, the right. industry or the geographic or the company size, but going down into what are those other factors. Right? And, I think, and that's what I think personalization is. This is the key to success, right? That's one of the key. Absolutely. And so it's like, if you give a really, a seasoned rep, a company. And you say, hey, you have to go get this company and they do the research. They're going to come up with what they're going to say to them, right? Like if it's like, hey, you're only going after this one big company, right. they're going to do the research and go, hey, I think this is what we should say. Yeah. What, when you think about ABM, all we're doing is taking that approach on both all channels put together and saying that, right? What is yeah. that? What are we saying? And then you can say, hey, this group of companies, these construction companies 
this is kind of what we need to say to them because this is their problem. So and then really be intentional when you reach out to an individual company on the sales side. And then on the marketing side, we're supporting with the same message. It's the same message. Right? Got it. So to drill down a little bit further on your example, right? The example that you just gave, which yeah. I think is a great one from Render Tribe itself, right? And I mean, this is also the yep. work you do for companies, right? But you're you're giving the example yes. of how you do this internally. So the you know what what's interesting, you mentioned like A, B, and C, right? So when you're doing this targeting yep. exercise, so let me am I correct in saying then like yeah, your your sort of C would be somebody who just it's SaaS B to B, right? Maybe yeah, so that's it. Right then, now, yes, correct. Yeah, right. And then your B rankings may be somebody who has some of the attributes. Like, you know, maybe they got funding, PE funding a while ago or something like that. Yeah. But your A, your your high priority where you're going to really focus your your effort is on somebody who's B2B SaaS, who's got those qualifications, you know, who's got the qualifications you mentioned, who just got funded outside, you know, yeah, significant exactly. amount of outside funding because you got money spent. That's how you're prioritizing. That's how you're allocating. So our A's are just funded, certain amount of funding, B2B. We're guessing on ARRs because we don't want B to SMB because that that functions a little differently than uh, like what we normally do. And so, yeah, that's exactly it. And then the the next level down is, you know, a lot of people don't respond in the beginning. They try something. It doesn't work. We hit up, hit them up maybe six months after their funding, maybe a year. We get a lot of success in year two. Like yep. whatever they tried for a year didn't work. We reach out to them. And they're like, thanks for keeping, you know, I saw your stuff before. Thanks for reaching out again. Yes, we would like to talk to you now. So that's pretty successful. That's our Bs. And then our Cs are like, there are other SaaS companies that maybe don't have a funding event, but have a, an incident or they're not hitting their numbers or trying to figure it out. Or they have a team that hasn't kind of done this before and they need some help. And then those kind of find us, to be honest with you. It's hard to target them. Like I, I could like, email and we could chase every SaaS company out there that fits our profile, but you know, we're small teams. So we're not going to do that. So those kind of bubble up themselves through some other channels. Yeah. We, and you know, we, and you and I have talked about this a lot. And I know we employ yeah. this ourselves internally at Conquer too, of this role, you know, this kind of emerging role, I think in a sales organization of market intelligence, because if you're going to do this yeah, properly, absolutely. right. You, this is an ongoing thing. This is not going into zoom info, pulling a list. I mean, it might start no. there, but, That's part of it, right? But, but there's, there's, know. not you know, no offense to Zoom Info, it's a great tool if you're going to no, list it's and great. Like that. Like, but but you've got to go a lot, you've got to go a lot deeper than that, and that's an ongoing effort to really find these less publicly available, more. I don't want to say yeah, are tangible, but they're harder. They're harder to get. It's to the harder data, yeah, right. And it's very easy. It's very comfortable for someone to just to look at firmographic data and say, here's who we're going to go after. And, Here's 20,000 accounts to fit that. But we may not know, like we may know that only companies that are, you know, how do you find a company that's may maybe forward thinking, not a laggard, that's like more apt to try a new technology? Yep. You know, th that should be part of your ICP if that's who you sell to. Yep. And then you've got to kind of try to figure out how do I find them? And there may be signals out there that help you that you wouldn't upfront think about it. Maybe it's the other technology they're making decisions on in a totally different market. If they're yep. going for the premium net brand new, like maybe pretty expensive thing, 
they that correlation may be they're apt to try a new technology, right? And Absolutely. so maybe use that as a signal and then use your, you know, market intelligence team to go, hey, go find me all the companies that are using XYZ tech, right? Yep. Because they think they're forward thinking, most likely, right? And so let's yep. let's make our list smaller. And yep. then maybe message to them differently because they are like that, right? So so you just said, I think what you just said was really key, right? But it, but it was, the, it's counterintuitive to the way I think a lot of sales organizations think. It's not about making your list and marketing. bigger. It's about making, right. It's about making your list smaller, right? It's about yeah. getting much more narrow and much more intimate information on those yeah. companies so that you can go out and that's where really personalization comes in, right? So you're yeah. actually talking to a relevant audience about a relevant message. Yeah. This, this, this actually, I mean, it's, this obviously requires a huge amount of, of alignment between marketing sales Absolutely. organizations. It's a hard thing to do sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Like what are the, what are the, what are the tips there that you would tell somebody? Like how, how do you get that alignment? one? Because without alignment between those two organizations, you're, th one thing is, work. yeah. One thing I've learned is change the language with, which you talk, right? So that's a really fundamental thing that sounds kind of strange if you think about it. When I go, when we go into an organization, people are like, oh, those are the render tribe leads. And when I hear that, I'm like, you have to stop and say, we can't say that because, you know, we got a lead from a source, that's fine. But we also are influencing outcomes on the sales or, hey, that is the salesperson just got that on their own. When you say those things, that mentality keeps it separate, right? It's like, we did this and you did this. What you have to say is like, we did this together. Because yep. if you're following this methodology, if that rep has a relationship with a company, they should be putting that company in this model for yep. full air cover. Everything's happening to enhance the probability of that deal coming through. Yep. Not just take it on your own because that person you have a relationship with probably isn't the only person that's going to make a decision in this. We have to look at that whole buying consortium. Yep. And that's what this attacks, right? Not just the people that you talk to, the people you don't talk to. We're trying yep. to influence them as well. So last question before we wrap up here yep. in a minute or two. I mean, what, you know, the, this ABM, you know, is a new concept, ABX, like you were talking about, brand new concept. Yeah. A lot of these things have, you know, have been emerging and a lot of them are really facilitated through new technologies, right? Yep. Looking ahead, where, where does this, where does this go? Like, what are the trends that you're seeing that are really going to impact this over the, over the coming years that, uh, that a go-to-market organization should be thinking about? The technology, yeah. So the technology is changing really fast. Keeping up with that is a challenge, even for us. Like we touch a bunch of different tech because we have a bunch of customers using different things. Sometimes they come with new stuff that we've never used and we're like, oh, that works great. And like a good example, like Zoom just came out with some signal technology. Everyone has it. Like, how good is it? I don't know. Like, we have to go look at it and take a look at what we can get out of it. So that's one thing that's moving really fast. The biggest thing that I think we have to be careful about when marketing automation came out, people think the tech is a strategy. I recommend on the marketing automation side, years ago, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to get marketing automation. It's going to fix me the tech isn't the strategy, the strategy, and then you fit the tech into it. So right. the trend I'm seeing is people are getting a, an ABM technology and thinking I have ABM, but they're yep. executing and they say it doesn't work. Well, it's because they didn't do all the other stuff that we talked about because you have to be intentional in picking companies. You have to have a combined effort 
it's people acting in sales along with that tech and whatever we're using it for together. And so yeah. that change is hard, right? And yeah. it's people changing what they do. Yeah. Uh, but I am, I'm seeing the other trend and I know the one other big trend I'm seeing is people like are still executing lead gen, but leads are much harder to come by because that landscape is changing very fast. PLs are up in all channels because everyone's chasing the same people. CPL being cost per lead. Cost per lead. Yep. Yeah. So you're, you're not going to get as many leads for your spend as you did before, whether it's in paid search or LinkedIn paid or other channels. Um, they, you know, that that's less of a thing and our buyers are not filling out forms. So we have customers that have zero gated content. They're using a technology that they can see activity. And once it gets to a certain level, outbound turns on and that's how we're converting everything. Yep. Right? We're, you know, so, so that, those are the things I see that are changing pretty fast. Yeah, and that's, and that's exactly, you know, that's been a use case for Conquer recently, right? With, with a lot of our clients who are following ABM strategies, they're seeing, you know, they're seeing intent data, they're seeing spiking data coming through various channels. It's not gated, but they know, you know, who's coming in. And then we can immediately start running cadences against those, those companies, even without yeah, them ever you, filling out a form, right? Because we now know that there's exactly. an interest level. Yeah. And we yeah, see and that a lot. As that, yeah. As that builds, you start learning what good timing is for you. And you kind of just let them build and you hit them at the right time and they're like ready as opposed yep. to kind of doing straight up cold outbound, right? Yep. Well, Peter, this has been great. Got to wrap up. How do how does somebody get in touch with you, with Render Tribe to find out more about what you guys do? I mean, obviously you're a digital yeah. agency that specializes in ABM. There's two ways you can try to build this competency internally or you can use an agency like Render Tribe. How does somebody get, get in touch with you, you get can, in touch with Render Tribe to find Render out more? Yeah, rendertribe.com, you can find us. We're pretty active in LinkedIn. That's where our audience lives. So we spend a lot of time there. So if you check out our channel, we're posting a lot of content there. It's another spot to check us out. Peter, it's been great to have you on. Really, uh, really appreciate it. That's been a fun conversation. We'll definitely have you back to talk to talk more about it. So uh, from the Selling Smarter Podcast, I'm Greg Moran. Be sure to visit conquer.io to find out more information on, on Conquer. And we'll see you on the next episode.